what is up guys welcome back to the rip city rundown podcast back on our typical tuesday night record wednesday morning slash early afternoon upload for those of you watching the premiere thank you for those of you listening back later wednesday or listening on spotify thank you as well um just before i get into it make sure to go follow our twitter and instagram and tiktok especially at this time you already know tiktok we've been posting some fun nba content over there so if you want to get a little more than just blazers topics go ahead and check out our tiktok i think you'll really enjoy it and then obviously the season and training camp is finally back officially started nba preseason i don't know when the blazers start their preseason exactly but i know the first nba preseason game is thursday night so the nba is here and it kicked off yesterday with media day and we're just going to do a little reaction to that kind of our thoughts on some quotes how we thought different players gms coaches handled it and our overall takeaways i think we did something like this last year and we obviously had different expectations for the team last year but i think it's another i think everyone during media day kind of comes out of it like oh i like what everyone said but i do think this one was a little different but i also think that's because expectations are a little different but overall i liked what i heard um how you doing today west are you ready to talk some media day some joe cronin conversations are we gonna talk about Dwayne hinkins i don't even know i mean we can mention him later touch on a couple I th- things i think the main the main piece here is joe joe um addressing the dame trade and the you know the whole saga throughout the summer i thought first of all joe did a nice job um, I know media day, especially from general managers and head coaches, it can be a bit like thank you obvious type of quotes and you know, not wanting to reveal too much, but I thought he he was accountable in the sense that he was he was honest and, and he did say, I think the main everyone going into media day was like, is he gonna be asked about this article with you know Dame rescinding the trade request possibly? And he did address it. He said he thought um, it would be a bad idea if Dame came back um, only because of, you know, probably internally he was like, there's traction on a deal maybe here, you know, in hindsight with Milwaukee. And then, you know, also just the the awkwardness that would come with Dame returning only to be just waiting for a trade. Like, again, everyone, he would not be coming back to be a Blazer for life. It would be to give the Blazers more time to find a deal specifically to Miami. So. I thought Joe, by acknowledging that, handled it well. And also, like you said, like media day, it's it was definitely a different vibe. Um, I it, it almost gave me like a fresh start, clean slate, low expectations. Like we, you know, we've said before, this team's going to be fun. But I, I am glad in hindsight that Dame was not at media day because I think that would have been tough for Blazer fans to watch yep. him have to answer questions, right? So, Exactly. Um, I didn't catch much. Honestly, just been busy. Saw major headlines though. Saw some glimpses. Um, Jimmy Butler changed genders. That was kind of cool. Don't even start the heater. Um, the look. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm really happy with the vibe. Um, I like Aiton's enthusiasm. I'd say the most. That's the thing that sticks mm-hmm. out. You know, a lot of people are clowning him for saying, "Oh, he's this soft player, whatever." But I really hope Portland just gives him a fresh start so that he can play up to his capabilities because 25 years old and he is fresh and I'm really excited for Aiden. 
and everything else pretty normal as a media press conference in my opinion but yeah so. i where, where i was i, I say on the player side the ones i was most impressed or not most impressed with just most intrigued by um was probably obviously scoot and then i would honestly probably say ant and Aiden, but let's just put those on the back burner first. I think let's just is there much honestly, is there really much more to tackle when it comes to the Joe Cronin press conference? Because I think a lot of the things he said we had already said in our podcast a couple of days ago. Because we, despite kind of being emotional at first to the Dame article or the Haynes article, we both kind of we all came to a conclusion that that there was more to the story. Um. I, there was one thing. Yeah. Um, if I just, nothing just, huge that stuck out, I feel like. Yeah. From just from a different angle with Joe Cronin, like forget about the Dame stuff. Uh, one question that I thought was interesting that got asked was if Joe learned anything from watching Boston and Milwaukee, like be willing to take big swings when it's their window. And I think the reason why a question like that got asked is because Joe's messaging to the fan base since he's become GM is, we're going to build around Dame. We're going to go make a big trade. We're going to, you know, you know, help Dame pretty much. Um, that didn't happen. So I think it's fair to question. And, and it's not a, a very important question right now, obviously. But when we talk about five-year plans and 10-year plans and where this team can be when Scoot's 24, 25, and the late 2020s, is Joe Cronin, when the market presents itself and the opportunity arises, is he going to take that swing? And he said he did learn a lot. Um, I don't remember the exact quote, but pretty standard answer, quite quite frankly. But he did acknowledge that um, Boston and Milwaukee are like going for it and Phoenix to an extent. So I'll ask you, Cody, do you think Joe Cronin, we talk about five-year plans on this podcast. Do you think Joe Cronin, when the time comes, is going to make that deal? Yes or no? You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. No, I'm just kidding. But um I think he will. I think he learned a lot from just the last year, the backlash, how to approach everything. You know, he's very new as a GM. He's only been a GM for just over a year now, ever since that bot Neil got fired. Yes, I do think he will take a swing eventually when the time comes. Um, I think what he has learned in the last year has possibly taught him to be more aggressive, even though in hindsight, he was probably going to draft scoot all along, depending on what lottery pick we got but um yeah whatever you know i feel like dame was neil's player so scoot is kind of going to be joe cronin's player I, he's not going to rebuild again i don't think because then he'd be he's just going to be fired like this is kind of i want to say like his yeah piece of the puzzle his, era. his team his era exactly so i think when the time comes he's going to actually want to be more aggressive because to rebuild if this process were not working five years would kind of be awkward. I mean, there have been GMs that have done it and have kept their job, but in general, I think he will be more aggressive in the future. And I believe him when I said that that's mostly just from perspective, but I mean, to be honest, we can't really believe anything that comes out of this man's mouth, to be honest. So that's what I'll say about that. I think it's more of just like, I do. I don't want to say I believe him, but I believe him more like what Cody said, because I think he knows that whether it's warranted or not, if this iteration of the team fails and doesn't, 
and by fail i don't mean not win a championship but like doesn't have sustained success then people are going to look back and be like well you did you traded dame for this like this this is this whole situation ended because you wanted to bring in scoot and shaden and look at them they're not even working so i do think he'll i mean he should, at least he should be much more aggressive in the future obviously when the time comes and it's more so like cody said it's hard to believe him just on face value but i mean there's no reason to believe him or not believe him right now because this isn't something we'll deal with for a couple years um so i do think that i don't even think the answer to that question was important i think the fact that that question was asked and just to kind of put it in his mind like oh yeah i mean i was a part of two deals where honestly maybe three deals like you said where teams are going all in and to kind of experience that and be a part of that i think it's just it's minute but it's important kind of in a growth of a gm especially a young gm like joe so yeah i thought overall his press conference was good there was nothing that i can look at and i'm going to be like i hope at least in six months and be like i can't believe he said that because he's not doing that um, yeah he was a little more careful this time <laughs> yeah um For sure let's moving into the next guy that came up chauncey and we'll also go back to something that Dwayne hankins said the first thing chauncey did when he came up was kind of think and show support for Joey Allen, which we can discuss if we like that or not. Um, and then Dwayne Hankins also, which I'm pretty sure is like chief of operations or something, uh, said that Jody Allen has not put the team up for sale and the team has no, or the Jody has no plans on selling. Um, and honestly, the more I think about it, sure. I would much rather have Phil Knight be my owner just because Phil Knight as a person is much more fun. Just because Jody, and, like, we don't know anything about Jody. And culturally, like, Phil Knight would and be culture, Yeah, like, just to have the CEO of Nike would just be so sick as to have as an owner. Just just based on cool factor. Like, no yeah. offense, Jody. Phil Knight is much cooler. Um, but if this was the route we were always going to go, and I think we can even though maybe sure if the opportunity if Embiid requested a trade joe hopefully would have jumped on it but i don't think joe this whole time was he he was definitely probably leaning a little younger i mean we should have seen it coming like we've always said with mike schmitz being brought in and the drafting of shaden and all of that um but it's like since dame was thanking jody chauncey goes out of his way like there's no reason for chauncey to go out of his way and show the support yeah. for Jody like this. I do, I would I love Jody to come out and have a little bit of a relationship with the fans, yes. But maybe maybe she's not doing Yeah. You took the words the I, took the words right out of my mouth. I'm not I'm not like changing my whole stance on her, but No. But what and, and, and opening my mind to it a little more. Yeah, Hank Hankins alluded to some of the things that the Blazers were doing from the business side of things. And I think me included people tend to forget that like ownership is more than just about the product you put on the floor. I mean, yes, that's important because that's what ultimately is going to create the most revenue, you know, with tickets and just like brand awareness across the country. Like the bucks obviously probably are making more money now than they did in 2012. Like that should be because they're good. And they also build a new arena. So when you get to the business side of things, like the Blazers were talking about how they were looking at, Utah and Phoenix with like the the, the stream thing. Um, I'm not too familiar with that. But what I will say about Jody is 
again, you took the words out of my mouth. I I wish she would just show her face, like just talk, create a sense of like have a little relationship with the fans. With the fans, yeah, yeah, exactly. Create a little bit of like because that's where that's where Phil wipes her, right? And it's not that I I totally believe that she cares about the team, but like fans want to see like the Clippers owner. He's like really public. He's super passionate about that team. You know, Jody doesn't talk at all. And I, you know, Hankin said it, they're doing things on the business side, which is good for the future of, of the team and the franchise. Like, but I, I would love to see her come out and speak more. But Chauncey thanking her was definitely um, nice of him. But also, like you said, with Dame, Chauncey, Ooh. Joe. Another point that I thought was very kind of it was kind of not talked about a lot i don't think was the fact that it seemed i think i don't know if chauncey mentioned directly or was alluding to it but he was talking about how jody really cares like for the players and didn't want to just send them to terrible situations because if you look at every, sure. even drew holiday every single player that got traded from our team this offseason was sent to a much better team than the blazers and a team that has a chance to win a championship and i think a lot of that has to do with Jody, probably a little bit with Joe, probably Chauncey too, in a way. So thought that was an interesting point too. Um I mean, again, like... again, this is again, sorry before you go, Cody, this is media day. So I think everything is kind of meant to sound super good. So you don't want to yeah. overreact completely. They got a but butter their own bread a little bit. Exactly. We'll react a little bit. I mean, I've always not been a big fan of her. I mean, yeah. how go, go check go check July first iconic <laughs> rant in the Seuss. How cool can a sixty-five year old grandma be? I mean, hey, look, if you're not gonna be cool, at least like show more passion. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you just leave. It leaves just like dude. I could a sour a sour taste in my I mouth. I could recite your rant word for word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, it was about the luxury tax. That was a rant. Like, I don't expect her to go yeah. into electric tax the next few years as we're going to be an atrocious team but yeah, yeah. boy once we're good that's the last thing you can do jody like please gotta yeah. spend um moving 20, into 20 billion billion dollars i can, I can buy candy bar <laughs> yeah that's what i said moving i basically into... referred to uh me buying a candy bar to her paying luxury because of how rich she was but yeah what were we gonna say west i was gonna say as great as that rant was moving into the body of what Chauncey said, because I don't really care about him kissing Jody's ass that much, quite frankly. So moving into the, into the body of what uh, Chauncey said. um, And honestly, not just Chauncey, Chauncey said it first, or maybe Joe mentioned it, but a ton of people up there on that stage said that the Blazers are going to play fast this year. Um, We're going to run. We're going to not gotta have... Think we, we got to think we're actually going to do it this time. I think we're actually going to do it this time, but you heard that a lot. And Chauncey was talking about how, you know, Scoot is going to get out and run a ton. He also talked about Scoot is a great um, playmaker. That's great in vision. Better than um, expected, too. And the last takeaway I have from Chauncey is, like, Ant is his son from an, his son. I'm so hyped for Ant. Ant, Ant, we'll get into Ant later, but Ant... Um, for some reason, just now that I know it's like his team in a way, like he just seems so much more mature I'm at the sorry. mic. I want to get an ant jersey. I'm not going to lie. Oh, boy, dude. The issue is know. 
every single jersey I get gets traded. Yeah, I, I need to get a jersey of a guy that is for sure staying. You would have thought that in Dame, but no. Um, yeah. Myers Leonard jersey isn't behind there, too. Oh, what a sad day when he got traded. Gary Trent jersey traded. CJ jersey traded. Who else you got? Myers. I mean, we have that yeah. shot. But, traded. Um, yeah. Do you have any like quotes pulled up about Chauncey specifically that you wanted to gloss over? Let me do a quick scan. I, I don't really remember. I don't remember the actual quotes, but I remember the general topics of discussion. As, you, as uh, you're looking for that, um, I just quickly off topic, then we can jump right back in. Dame looks happy in Milwaukee on that media day. I assume you guys. Oh yeah, honestly, I was gonna and... save it. I was gonna save it for the very end, but I did watch like 20 minutes of his of his media day. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It just makes me sad. It was like, weird for sure. Sitting next to, standing next to Brooke Lopez, Giannis Middleton, and he said like how he's like never been in a picture like this before. It's just kind of funny how he's, he's been wrong. there for been there for 15 years and he hasn't had anyone <laughs> close to that before. Which is... Did you see the thing that came out that the prank that OG on Anobi did to him? Did you see that? No. Well, just a couple days before he got traded to the Bucks, OG just out of the blue, because I guess him and OG are friends or they work out sometimes together. OG texted him, welcome to Toronto. And Dame like went into a panic because he thought he got traded there. And he was like calling his agent and his agent wasn't picking up. And then OG called him and was just laughing and just telling him he was joking, which mm-hmm. is such a such a sick thing to do. <laughs> um, But back to Chauncey. I, yeah, like you said, him talking about Ant and how he feels like Ant's going to be a lot more aggressive this year. He said, I've been so proud of his progression. He had trouble deferring to Dame, and even Dame told him not to defer to him, but that's his big brother. I think Ant is primed to take it to another level. He's so much more vocal now. And I think that was the main thing that I was happy to hear from Ant. And just like you said, Ant, now that it is truly his team, in a sense of I mean I think it's just his team in general I think he's going to be the best player on the team he's the longest tenured blazer on the team he seems to have a very good relationship with Chauncey and it seems like Joe's really values him um again we don't have to get into the questions of well what are you going to do when you have three really good guards because that's not an issue for this season um but I'm telling you, this this media day instilled a lot of confidence in me and made me very, very excited about my take about Ant, yeah. most improved player, averaging I, 30. I think, I think his uh, Chauncey's quote about that, where Ant would struggle to, you know, kind of be that 1B option next to Dame, um, and he would defer to Dame, that's... That's something that I feel like people don't realize um, that is going to affect this team now without Dame is, and Chauncey alluded to this as well in a different quote, that Dame is so great at what he does that it's almost like it's just predictable what the Blazers would do at the end of games. It would work because he's, I think, top three in the league at scoring the basketball, like pound for pound. It's like him, Steph, and Luca, I guess, would be my, my three, like pound for pound. Actually, you could throw Katie in there too. But um, now the Blazers are going to be unpredictable. We're going to be not – what's the word? We're not going to be 
just, there's no there's no necessary one guy you want to run the right, offense through. right right and, and 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 ants the the guy but scoot the guy. jeremy ayton i mean remember when we started 10 and 4 last year yeah dame oh, didn't remember. even have that great of a start mm-hmm. like and that, that jeremy like had, the had a game jeremy had a game even Hart had a game it's, now i'm not saying we're gonna start 10 and 4 but it's gonna be more of those vibes in the sense where like everyone because everyone's young everyone's gonna get like that chance to develop together and this time of course there's not going to be like the, the the veteran who's given his all to the city and the franchise and I mean, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want to watch every game because you don't know what type of game you're gonna get you don't know if you're gonna wake up the next day and oh crap i missed a 35 pointer from shaden but the next game you're coming in to watch shaden but no, this time Aiden is getting 20 post-ups and he's going to have a 25 and 12 night. We might lose by 12 every game, but that's not why that's not what we're here to do this year. We're here to develop. We're here to see what we have in all these guys. So agreed. Yep. You guys summed it, summed it up pretty perfectly. Thank and you. um but kind of random. Is Aiden he's a pretty good defender. Am I wrong? But he's more offensive than defensive. I just want to I think it honestly uh, depends on how engaged he is i think talent wise he's probably better offensively but when the suns made it to that finals prior or i guess the only finals they made in 2021 like was, that yeah, defense was exactly mikhail bridges on the outside and funnel everything to aiden and aiden was getting shots what <laughs> blocking I shots feel like, and holding I feel down like, i feel like the blazers game Although it was really fun to watch just because Dame is just, even highlight wise, just different. It was pretty stale. It was pretty, you know, Dame's going to play his heart out in the early on. He's going to take his bench. CJ's going to take over on some ISOs. Dame's turn, CJ's turn, pick and roll with Nurk every time, kick out Aminu for three or Harkless or Nick Stuskis, whatever you want it to be. It was just the classic offense for as long as I can remember. And then defensively, just no savior energy and do it again on offense that's the same but you said it perfectly how this year is going to be unexpected different you can't double ant because then you have four other weapons that might do and everyone's gonna have their chances like you said because it's not like okay we're going to double team dame or we're going to let dame do the work as of the opponent's perception on the game it's going to be way more different way more creative and we're going to find plenty of various unique ways to win some basketball games this season now how many of those basketball games are we going to win like you said we might lose by 12 every game we'll see and defense like we say every year is going to be another constraint that has to improve if we want to do something meaningful and four plus years from now because um we had the offense last era and it's kind of looking like we might also have that this era but again it's just going to be the question of defense because Defense wins. Finish. Finish the sentence. Defense wins. Yeah. Championships. Um, just off topic, quick. Before I do want to jump in. Da dominating. Uh, we can debate if that's cringe or not. But uh, speaking kinda, of kind kind of is. Speaking of wins and losses <laughs> and not winning a lot of games, Blazers over under for wins came out. FanDuel's twenty eight and a half over under. That's so. That's such so a good hard. Line. That's such a good line. We won thirty three last year with I Dame. Think, I think we go under, but I don't. It's not, I don't think we're losing under twenty five. Uh, I mean, 
as basic as it is, I think we're going to win somewhere between 27 and 30. It's a perfect over under. The vibes are good. It's not like last year where it's like, there's pressure you got to win. Like we're under. No, I know the like, vibes. We're not expected good. to win this. Like it's exactly. hard for me so, to say under. It's hard for me to say under. Look, we're not expected to win, but that's because we're not going to win. Not expected to win. We're not, we're not. A... I'll go under then, but I'll be. I, I do over, think obviously. like, while I compared us to the jazz last episode, I or saying like we could be similar to last year's jazz. I was corrected or I changed my mind because I did see someone else on Twitter say, I've seen a lot of people say the Blazers could be like the Jazz, but they're very two different, two very different situations because the Jazz, when they traded Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, they brought a lot of, while still rather young, more veteran, more young veterans. They brought in Lowry Markin, who's similar to Aiton, but they brought in Con Sexton. They brought in Kelly Olenek. So those are more established guys in the league. At the end of the day, we're relying. And Conley. We're relying. Or they kept Conley, yeah. Yeah, they kept Conley. And then they ended up shipping him out at the uh, deadline. Um, But we're still relying on a super young point guard. Super young shooting guard that's going to be playing a lot of minutes in Shaden. And while, sure, we still have Aiton who has experience, Grant has experience, Simons with experience, our bench other than Brogdon, who it seems like we might keep until the deadline. Um, that's still a lot of unproven guys. And Jabari Walker, Chris Murray, Repair. I already mentioned Shaden. So. Kevin Knox, Moses Brown. Moses Brown, Duop Reef. Skylar Mays. We got bots, dude. Dude, we got guys. But um, in all seriousness, I, I'm i glad our over-under is that low because... I'm going under. I think we, again... A top pick can be very big. I'm going under um, because I think even if it's like a similar-ish start where like we're 500 to the first 15 games or something, um, Ant, Ant will have a little injury come up in late March. I mean, yeah. I mean, did you guys see the new rules on resting players? That was kind of interesting. I did see that. Kawhi yeah, but, but... seemed so excited. And mad Joe's gonna take his six six frame and go snap Ant's ankle, so he actually is hurt. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> let's talk DA. DA. Uh, he just, seemed very excited to be he here. Very excited to be out of Portland. I like what you said, Cody, about how. Phoenix. No, no, no. He seemed very excited to be in Portland. No, you said out of Portland. Maybe I'm just stupid, but I might have said that. Out of Phoenix. Out here in Portland. Yeah. Um, the point is that he is very excited to not be in the Phoenix Suns organization. Um, he's excited to be in the Blazers organization. He's excited for a fresh start. Um, to me, he has the potential to be a top five center in this league. I know people question his motor and sometimes his defense. Now, the question is, was that due to issues in Phoenix? I think it was. On the flip side, though, this team's not going to be that good. You still want, you know, it's tough for a guy and Robert Williams. You know, people aren't talking about they were in the finals. Now they're going to arguably a bottom five team in the league. Like, I just still hope that for the sake of the younger guys and for them, too. Well, we have plenty of finals pedigree on our team. um, Summer League. Ah, 
Are we forgetting? We have banners. Are we, though? It's like Jabari and Shaden. And Shaden didn't even play. Jabari, Shaden. That's it. Was no Anthony on that team that won? Get the frick out of here. No. No, they lost to the Lakers in the no final. Way. Guys, it's 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 pathetic that we can't. Okay. I Anywho. love it. I love it. Anywho. Um, yeah. I'm excited for, for Aiden. He... Uh, I liked his his demeanor. Do you have any quotes you want to you want to hit? Any quotes from Aiden? Let's see. Obviously, the unfortunately a little cringe dominating. I kind of like uh-huh. it. He, he's you get you get some. Merch I do like right the there. confidence. Oh, the best quote that he had was talking about how he already knows how good Rip City fans are. He said, "I know the fan base is a not phenomenal. I came out here and got my ass whipped by forty, so I know how it can get in here." <laughs> um. Yeah. And then he also praised a lot of the young guys and how this is like he didn't see this in Phoenix or he didn't specify Phoenix, but I mean, he's only been in Phoenix, so it's the only one he can compare it to. But talking about how like the guys are in here on off days and they truly want to be in, like at the facility and, and continue to get better, which is always a good thing. Um, I think it's good that Williams and Aiden will kind of like start it from the bottom and work the way up because like you mentioned, they were both previously in the finals, and I think it's good, even though they weren't like major contributors. Well, you know, I take that back. I think they were actually both major contributors in the finals. I so agree. I think to have that experience and then still be young, but then be like a little bit older than the youngest of the young, it's just kind of a perfect recipe because it's a balance. Yeah, it's a good, I it's mean, good balance. Aiden's 25. Same with Scoot. Williams. Scoot is six years younger than Aiden. Yep. Wow. Scoot Scoot is three years younger than me. And he's like I'm older twice Scoot. twice my size, twice older my than Scoot, really? yeah. yeah, he's yeah. 19. Yeah. Scoot's 19. I'm 22. That made just not, sorry guys, that just made me feel Aiden was real drafted good about in 2018. Myself. Aiden was drafted in 2018. Hey, pro spec ball player. was in eighth grade in 2018. I don't remember. I, I don't um, hear what you just said, but yeah, I'm just saying when Aiden was drafted, I think Scoot was in like eighth grade or something, which is wild. We were, um, we were talking about how I'm a pro spike ball player. Yes, if you guys like spike ball, I don't know. Tell them us. Yeah, there's a really good video on what's that channel? It's called. Oh my god! Don't, don't watch. Stop it. Anyway, DeAndre and um, yeah, That's really the only thing I, I took from away me. from him is I just want to see him uh, be all in because I think he can provide valuable things on and off the court especially on the court, because now this defense, especially the back end of the defense is going to be more formidable in my opinion uh, as a vertical threat with blocking shots. And also, I mean, that's what just, ha- that's what happens when you get longer, more athletic and just bouncier guys with size on, in the front court, guys with size, you know, we like guys with size. Um, no, Robert pause Williams, moment. Yeah. Robert Williams and Aiden. I mean, they're going to be blocking shots left and right. I mean, even Matisse mentioned it in his, he said, it's oh, nice yeah. when you're, on someone's hip or kind of like funneling them that to the was, basket. That's the other have, guy. I could get a Matisse jersey so easily. Matisse, yeah, Matisse is a, is a good dude. Um, but and then on the on the other side of the of the ball, DeAndre Ayton gives us a um post presence for the first time since probably Aldridge, um, in the sense that he can actually post up and score the ball from five feet. And I'm not throwing shots at anyone in particular because Nurk in the last year, Nurk became, remember when Nurk was shooting like 45% from three? And then he didn't. 
What? Dude was, and he, dude was, and then he just started hoisting and hucking. Right, but I mean, to his credit, he he kind of developed his game. So I'm not going to just do the the poop on Nurk Nurk's um whatever you call it segment section segment segments the word. Anyway, I think Aiden fits um the team in terms of athleticism, size, length, uh, and Williams for that matter too. So that's what I got to say about the A dominating. All right. Um, the final guys we will scoot, scoot, scoot are the three guards. My quick thoughts on all three of them. Um, Ants, like you said, he just, he's just so much more mature. He said he's been working on getting picked up full, full court. Yeah. Working on that. Um, talked about how you could definitely tell it was tough that Dame got traded. I mean, that's his that's his big bro. Um Shaden, gosh, Shaden is the funniest guy ever. Shaden did not know what paint a picture meant. He was asked a the reporter said, So Shaden, can you paint a picture of how these offseason practices and runs have gone with you, Scoot, and Ant and how exciting they've been? And he's like, Paint paint a picture? What do you want me to paint? And the guy's like, that means describe. And then he goes, Oh, you know, I mean, we're just playing ball. It's we're gonna go win. It's just like <laughs> he just doesn't give any any details, but I love it. I love it. You need a guy like that. Um, and then Scoot is just the complete opposite. He's so, so well spoken. He just knows how to. He's just mature. I mean, he's mature beyond his years. Yeah. He talked about how. I mean, people were saying, "How do you feel being Damian Lillard's replacement?" And he's just simply like, "I'm not. I'm Scoot Henderson." Um, yep. And then I saw a tweet. I want to make he's sure got, I he's got signature right. shoes. Go cop them. I Boom. want to make sure I get it right. Seventh rookie all time to have a signature shoe for his first game. That's how you know this guy's hyped up. That's crazy. Where? Okay, um, here we go. This is Chance. This is from Sean Hyken, who's down in Santa Barbara for training camp. He said Chauncey Billups on Scoot Henderson. Scoot has a maturity about him, even though he's very young. He has a very infectious personality. He's got a beautiful smile. He's always laughing, and people like being around him. It's just that thing that some people have. So sounds like a mom. Yeah, we, I mean, but we love that. But we love that. But but the point is that in Dame, okay, I'm, you know, forget Dame. I'm not going to compare Scoot Scoot to Dame. You can have different leadership styles, and Scoot obviously is 19. He's going to grow into this, but he he's said he he he's a leader, and you know, he wants to be a leader one day, like when he's older and, you know, kind of has the years of service in the league and everything. But Chauncey just saying that, like, look, we're going to stink, but the vibes are going to be high. Okay. The vibes are going to be good. Scoot is, I think we're going to be very lucky as a franchise to have from 2012 to when Scoot leaves the Blazers, we're going to have some pretty great, just vibes like from as, as a person it's as a well dudes. as great play on the court from the point guard position. And you, that's, that, that's a, that, that's a gift, man. I mean, I know we're going to win 25 games, but having, having scoot, you know, I think he's a real deal. I think, I think if scoot be like pops, we're going to look back at this draft and just thank the Hornets so much for taking Brandon Miller. Yep. <laughs> questionable decision and, and, but and, and also i don't want to sound like a absolute just 
homer with that stuff because I feel like as Blazer fans and especially people in our generation that grew up with Dame, like we're just so just we just love point guards because of what Dame embodied and stuff. So I think like if Scoot was like a power forward, you know, I think we'd be excited. But like the fact that we can like like hopefully we see some Dame and Scoot, I think that's just going to be in- inevitable in a way. You know, it feels like it feels like people in general just kind of. I don't know, have more respect and like point guards better. I think it's because just they're the shortest out there. It's like an They're average person. And, and yeah, it's like an average person in the world can do that kind of thing. I don't know. Kind of. Until you see like point guards in the league now are like 6'10. Okay. But I'm saying, because if you're like, if I know you're what you mean. 6'6 or taller and you grind basketball your whole life, like your chances of making the NBA are, they're not high, but they're like, you know, you, it can happen. But if you're like under 6'3, like it's, exponentially harder so agreed um yeah what but hopefully brandon knock on wood hopefully brandon miller doesn't turn out to just be lebron and then scoots just like that only we need to worry about that sags back but no i'm not worried about that either and let's pray guys let's all just take a prayer right now for the blazers injuries the next two years nothing major can we please just have that two years how about five years just nothing please give me that hey hey Give me ankles. I don't care about ankles. Give me, give me some, even some wrist sprains maybe, are fine maybe some, here and there. Some, like maybe a broken nose. Yeah, just no cool hammy. Just no. I, I. This is my list. No deaths. So first of all, no, no ACLs, no MCLs, no, no Achilles, knees. just no knees. That's better. Break your arm, hell. I don't care. Just don't tear your ACL. Jesus. Don't be Greg. Don't be B Roy. Exactly. Facts. That, that's all. Just. Please, please. I I second I second that. I, I don't I don't disagree. Because this young this young squad just go back to two thousand eight and okay we won't go back there because that's just sad. But it's the reality. Like let's be honest, the two thousand eight at the time was probably more hype than now, just because of and eh, that's not true actually. But it might, yeah, it might be. But it was all ruined just because of injuries. But I mean, is, are, is the vibes today like really better than than it was last? In 2008 to 2012, well, because that team had Joel Prince Villa. That's so facts, dude. So you stick Joel, you stick Joel on this team and add him to our center, our center core. I mean, that's five seed minimum. Obviously, you a big Joel guy, Cody? Joel Prince, JP. My, my, he's my favorite back in. I don't know why I liked him, but bro, I you think. You think Aiden and Time Lord is the best backcourt? Try freaking Prince Villa and Chris Kamen. <laughs> Nothing stopping that throwing, tandem. Throwing Rudy Fernandez slash into the lane. Victor Claver on the wing. Come on. Kicking JJ the, Hickson on the pick and roll. <laughs> kicking out the Raymond Fountain. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bro, I remember when I was like, I don't know how old I was. We made signs and I made a Jared Bayless sign. That dude was probably the most mid basketball. Yeah, I remember we had a we had a, a hat. I think it's still at our house. That's signed by. I, I have it. It's Andre because... Miller, Wesley Matthews, and Big Boy Raymond. To give you guys how just delusional I was, like in kindergarten, first grade, like I generally thought Jared Bayless was a better basketball player than Kobe Bryant back then, <laughs> just because of. Dude, because of my family and everything. I don't know. We, we we would be at recess, and I'll be fighting for my life for Raymond. With everything I got, LeBron, give me Raymond. Dude, I remember I was such a big Nolan Smith fan for no reason. I thought he was so good. 
Dude, Dude, it's like he yeah. got drafted in 2010. He's an assistant coach at Duke in 2012. Then it lasts two years. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh my god. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. We just had to I love go it. down mem- memory lane there. I love it. Oh um, man, there was. You guys remember Travis Outlaw? Travis Outlaw. That's that's. I feel like that's before my time. Keep digging. Keep digging. No, I I can keep digging. But before that, Freeland, Jailblazers, Jailblazers. That's when I was in diapers and was. I didn't even know what I was doing back yeah, then. Yeah, honestly, the first I first remember, like, I remember a little bit of B Roy era, but really just post B Roy, kind of when. How about I guess Gerald, that's the Dame era. Oh, just Gerald a, Henderson, love Gerald Henderson, twenty fifteen, dog the bald guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Who else is there? I thought you said Gerald Wallace, but I was about to say have respect. Gerald for him Wallace he was, was good. Gerald Wallace gave us Dame. Yeah. Um. Comment down below the most random trailblazer you can think of post two thousand seven. Dude, I remember. I remember. Uh, Wes, do you remember? Kind of, we were in that phase. This is like before we had phones, and we just the only time we could get on a device was we could go on the the home desktop computer at our house. And Old house or this house? That house. No, it doesn't matter. It was the same thing. Just we were on a desktop computer. Um, and we were in our PowerPoint era. We would make PowerPoints. And we made a power... I don't know if you remember this. We made a PowerPoint about the Blazers. And we gave everyone nicknames. And Victor Claver was the Spanish sensation. Love it. Love that. So, oh, do you guys remember Dante Cunningham? Dante oh Cunningham. God, wow. Okay, this is so oh. random. I don't know what... Luke what? Babbitt. Come on. This is so random. I don't know if the viewers are gone still, but we're basically done anyway. But I had a dream last night. It was us, us three. Like we were playing 2K for some reason. Winner stays on. I was the Spurs going against Cole. Cole, you were the Warriors. We got we had to do a random team pick. You were blowing me out by 20 in the first quarter, and then that's all I remember. Just stop there. I felt like saying that. Wow. Random. Wow. Ooh. I do normally cook you in 2K anyway. You do, but. Not when I'm 2016 Warriors. Here's some. You want to know what it is? Every time we end up doing that, you're just spraying threes, and I'm just driving by LeBron. Jared Jeffries. No, I don't even remember. I don't know who that is. All right, Dame's Dame's rookie year. Oh, Thomas Robinson. That's going. He's he's tough. Will Barton. Tough. Will Barton. Remember Patty Mills. By the way, for those listening, I think we're kind of done with the media day talk. yeah, I'll make some TikTok soon. So. There's really not much else to talk about. We'll kind of we'll we'll continue to monitor training camp, and in our next podcast, we'll definitely give you a training camp update. Maybe give some se- more season predictions. Marta Webster. What about Darrell Wright? Yeah, Darrell Wright. Like DeLon Wright. Twenty four. Yeah, Darrell was our guy. It's Darrell, but fifteen. He said, "I don't think of him as like a super obscure one." What about well, Mario Hazanja? I think he's definitely obscure. He's just as obscure as like Martel Webster, but Martel Webster is much more obscure to us, obviously, because we were younger. Like Darrell, Darrell Wright was like that Eric Maynard era. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Comment down below the most random Blazer player you can think of that people would still know. So, Cody, who I... had an uglier jump shot, Aminu or Anthony Tolliver? Tolliver was oh. a Tolliver. Was a Tolliver. Tolliver, Tolliver's 
shot form was honestly fine. Amina's was ugly, so I'll say his. Tolliver, was Tolliver's looked so funny because he had those high socks Ooh. and he would jump straight up. Aminu or Et? Et's jump shot is probably uglier. I'll say because at least Aminu had arc. Oh, Aminu! Yeah, boys, was, at Aminu Et was throwing it in the room. Aminu oh. was hitting the ceiling, bro. Et shot like this. Aminu's just like this. Oh man, ball went stuff. higher than distance traveled, or when what am I trying to say? Higher than distance forward. Yeah, I get, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. Building up that potential energy. All right, all right, let's wrap it up. Kinetic yeah, energy. I'm, let's I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm done. I think I. I yeah. So comment down the most obscure player. The guy, the guy I always go to, every time. It's got to be Joel P. Joel Prisbilla. How could you? Wait, if Joel Prisbilla is listening, we would welcome you on the podcast, Joel. We're huge fans over here. Um, so thank you guys Polish, for watching. Right? What was that? He's Polish, right? Couldn't tell you. We'll learn if he comes on the pod. So. There you go. See you guys. We will see you guys. Maybe episode like 105. That seems like a good milestone to have Joey P. Um, so we'll see you. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Peace.